0: John and I recently returned from a two-week trip to Scotland and England, the northeast part, and we joined 22 other persons from around the country as we went on a spiritual pilgrimage that traced the movement of the early saints of the 6th through the 10th centuries as they spread Christianity across that part of the British Isles. It was called a Celtic spiritual pilgrimage. The word Celtic refers certainly to the peoples of Ireland and Scotland and some other areas of Great Britain, but mostly it refers to a Christian tradition that focuses on and actively practices hospitality and blessing, a sense of God's presence everywhere, in everything, and in every moment. A life of daily prayer, a life of simplicity, and enjoying spiritual friendship. We began our pilgrimage on the tiny island of Iona, which is on the west coast of Scotland. It is not a very big island, only a mile wide and three miles long. But on our first day there we managed to go on a six to seven mile round trip walk as we journeyed to Columbus Bay where St. Columba and 12 monks landed on Pentecost Sunday in 563 AD and from there established a monastery on that island that would become the center of Christianity during the middle ages for that area. It was a journey unlike any I had ever participated in, or my husband for that matter. It was windy, it was cold, and it rained the entire day. So much so that John said, we walked on water the whole time. But we crossed over a pasture land, several of them in fact, where sheep and cows were grazing next to us and then over rocky, difficult, challenging terrain until we went down kind of a cliff to the pebbled beach at Columba Bay. And just as we got in sight of Columba Bay, I slipped and fell. Fortunately, I didn't do much damage other than bruising myself. And some said I fell gracefully into the mud although my husband said I looked more like a tumbling Pillsbury Doughboy. It was cold. But what I remember from that experience was the instant help of my fellow pilgrims as they reached out to help me up, as they handed me a tissue to wipe off the mud that I'd landed in and some who walked with me the rest of the way to make sure I didn't fall again. It was the beginning of an unforgettable and amazing pilgrimage, an experience I am truly grateful for. And as I have reflected on that experience, not only of that day, but the whole journey, and upon us as a church, it seemed to me like a parable of what it means to walk in step together both literally and figuratively they were with me all the way and i was with them and together we were bound in christ with a common purpose and that's what walking in step together is all about of course this scripture was on my mind on that trip And so as I read it in the light of these experiences, it seemed to me also an experience of walking in step together. And from this passage, we can glean some values that we can hold. But in order to do that, I want to back up for a moment into the previous chapters of Acts. Beginning in Acts 13, Paul and Barnabas and John Mark begin their first missionary journey to Asia Minor, establishing Christian churches in many cities. It was a wonderful experience of the Holy Spirit moving among the Gentiles. And at the end of that journey, in chapter 15, they returned to Jerusalem there to meet with the council made up of James and Peter, the other disciples, and the leaders of the young church there. They reported on all that God had done, and they all rejoiced. But the council also sent forth some guidelines that the young churches could follow. But at the end of this experience, Paul and Barnabas get out of step with each other. An argument arises over John Mark, whom Barnabas wants to continue with them on their next journey, And Paul says no. He was unreliable, he was undependable, and Paul would not have him go. They argued greatly over this issue, so much so that damage was done to their relationship. Their mutual confidence and trust was destroyed. And finally, Barnabas takes John Mark and leaves Paul as they head to Cyprus. It is a very hard thing to be out of step with another person or with a community, with a family. I don't know about you, but I can certainly recall times in my life when I was out of step with someone times that often I regret, but times from which I grew and found greater blessing. Sometimes there was reconciliation, sometimes not. But from this experience, as painful and heartbreaking as it can be, we learn how to forgive, how to offer grace, and how to strengthen new relationships. It takes time to heal from these experiences in our lives. And it would certainly be that way for Paul and Barnabas, though they did reconcile years later. But now Paul must move forward. And so, led by much prayer and discernment with the Holy Spirit, he chooses a new partner named Silas. And together they head out on this second missionary journey. Silas was a trusted and leading member of the Jerusalem church. He was well-respected. He was also a Roman citizen, like Paul, and he was a congenial colleague. On this second journey, Paul and Silas visit the previously established churches in Asia Minor, including Lystra. And it is there that Paul reconnects with a young disciple named Timothy. And he sees in Timothy a kindred spirit in Christ, one who has gifts and graces for leadership, who has a keen mind, who most of all has a teachable and humble spirit. Timothy is well-versed in the Hebrew scriptures, and he is well-respected among the Christians in that community. Paul knew that Timothy would be a very valuable asset on their journey as they ministered to Christ. However, there was one big problem. You see, Timothy was the son of a Jewish mother and a Gentile Greek father. And in strict Jewish eyes, this made their union illicit and would make Timothy illegitimate. And therefore, he was not circumcised. For Paul, the issue of circumcision was a no-brainer. By God's grace through Jesus Christ, that sign was no longer necessary for people. It was God's Holy Spirit dwelling in them that was important to Paul. But Paul also began all of his ministries in a new city, in the synagogue, and he knew Timothy would not be welcome unless he was circumcised. So he asked Timothy to do this, and Timothy agreed. They were willing to put aside their own beliefs and to be in step together for the mission of Christ, to put personal feelings aside so that they could be more effective for the gospel they sought to be in step together with the holy spirit and with one another even at great cost but as a result timothy became the son that paul never had and paul became his spiritual father mentor and friend until the day that paul died As I've thought about these scriptures and my own experience on that pilgrimage, and indeed our own life here at Elmo Heights Methodist Church, I find some values hidden within these verses that help me know how to walk in step together with others and with Christ as a community and individuals. And for me, it involves a willingness on my heart, first of all, to truly desire to be in relationship with others, to be in relationship with God and one another in Christ, sometimes even to put disagreements aside so that I can be about the mission of Christ through this church. Secondly, it teaches me I need to value unity in Christ above all, unity that overrides any differing opinions or viewpoints or divisions whether they be social racial political theological or anything else so that we can be in community for the sake of christ it also teaches me to value and live out a christian lifestyle that will exhibit the love of christ in word and action in worship and prayer in justice and peace, and in loving God, neighbor, and all creation with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. It teaches me to value being open to new experiences and new ideas, new people and new possibilities of community, new understandings of scripture and unexpected leadings of the Holy Spirit. I came across a quote by a man named Virgil Vogt who started a place called Reba Place Fellowship who says, if you cannot listen to your brother or sister, you cannot listen to the Holy Spirit. I think these words remind us how important listening is as a sign of openness and welcome. And then finally, It calls me to value dependence on the Holy Spirit, to lead and guide me every step of the way. This comes through prayer and discernment, through being attentive to opportunities for ministry, and to respond with joy and grace. I hope you will join me in living out these values When we do, we stay together with the Holy Spirit's guidance in times of transition, change, and challenge. And as we do, our church continues to be strengthened in the faith, and we will see others joining us in ministry. As I've reflected on these things, my thoughts go back to that pilgrimage and a special prayer that we sang together every day it is based on the breastplate prayer of saint francis of saint patrick and it is a prayer that i want to share with you and invite you to join in singing it with me there are hand motions that help us get the words and it's very short i will sing it through first and then invite you to join with me that it might be our prayer Christ before us, Christ behind us, Christ beside us, Christ within us, all Christ be in this place, all Christ be in this place. Would you sing it with me? Christ before us, Christ behind us. Christ beside us, Christ within us, all Christ be in this place, all Christ be in this place. May it be so as we move forward and step together.